that you meet us wherever we are at. And we want to be sensitive to you. We want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to what you're saying to us. And, and hearing people speak through you and speak your words about your love for us, about stepping out into the rain and not trying to stop what it is you have for us, God. We want to put that umbrella down. We want to put, take the hood off because we want to experience you and what you have for us. God, we thank you that you meet us where we're at. We just welcome you today. Amen. Amen. All right. Let me give that to you. Thanks. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Josh Lockman, elder here, and we are starting a new series today called Calibrate. Do I, do I get a clicker? Is that okay? Is there one that exists or is that missing? Is it? There's a lot of stuff here today. There we go. Thank you. Awesome. All right. We got the slides up. Cool. Do you mind putting it up there for us as well? Thank you. All right. So we're talking about calibration. Calibrate. And you know, if you were here last week, you heard the elders and the pastors share just what we've been feeling like God is saying to us. And you know, we shared a lot of things and they're all kind of in, in the same direction. But but we were honest that, you know, we're just trying to listen to what the Father has for this church for us this year. And this is really an outpouring of that, right? We, we believe that what God is telling us to do now is to set our hearts on him, right? Because sometimes we can all feel off sometimes. Um, you know, the, on Friday, my wife sent me a text. So I work from home primarily. I'm downstairs in the office and she says, hey, the heat is not turning on. Um, now, I go, I like mess with the thermostat, it's blowing air, it's not hot air, right? How many of you have ever fixed a furnace in here before? Okay, me neither, right? I've not fixed a furnace before. So I, I'm like diagnosing it, you know, what is that? That's Google, right? So I go to Google, I'm trying to figure out, and I, I realize, okay, I see what's happening. The flame, the, this rod is getting hot, the flame, the gas turns on, it ignites, and then after a second it stops, and then it just kicks that over and over again. And so, I, you know, I, I look online, and they basically said, okay, it could be one of four things. The first thing is the, um, the flame, the flame uh, detection rod is malfunctioning, right? So I call Tim Lebrano, who um, is an HVAC expert um, who, who has done this for a living before, and said, hey, do you think this is it? And he's like, yeah, I, that, that, that could be it. You got to take the plate off, take the piece out, try to polish it, try to clean it a little bit. Um, and so I do that. And I'm not, like, great with this stuff. But anyway, I, I, I'm able to get it out. And all it is is just this little metal rod that's about this big. And Tim said, you know, sometimes there's just, like, a little bit of dust, a, a pot, like something on it that's blocking the sensor from working. And you just take steel wool and you clean it off gently and you put it back in. So I do that, put it back in, and guess what? It works. Right? Amen. That's right. So I guess I have fixed a furnace before. I lied before. So, right? But what, what was really off with that, that piece was so small and almost indistinguishable. Right? It was just like a little, little bit. It was just this film on this rod, and that was it. But that prevented the furnace from working. Right? And so today, we're talking about decalibrate. And there we go. We're talking about calibrate. You know, I believe what God has for us this year, church, is exactly that. You know, when you calibrate something, 
you are evaluating where it is, you're comparing it to the standard, and then you are adjusting, right? So I had this metal piece, I compared it to what it should be, which is clean, cleaned it off, and then it worked, right? And I think it's important to note, when we talk about calibration, you recognize where something's at, a tool, maybe a decision, right? Our hearts, we'll, we'll talk about that. But you look at where something's at, you look at the standard, what it should be, and it's not that you meet in the middle, it's that wherever you're at comes back to where it should be, right? That's the adjustment part. And so this week, we'll be talking about what is God's heart for us with this and just listening to that a little bit. Next week, we'll, we'll take some time to look at what is that standard that we compare what we're doing to. After that, it's evaluating. How do we look at ourselves and say, okay, where, where are we? And then the last week, it's about adjustment. How do we move to that place? So our main text is from Colossians 3, 1 through 17. And since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ, God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual morality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now it is time to get rid of anger, rage, malice behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave, or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. And since God chose you to be a holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Lord, we are so grateful that we have your word, that we have your truth. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you today. You're speaking to us, God, and we want to be sensitive to that. So we welcome you. We ask you to give us ears to hear what it is that you're saying. Amen. So this passage, you know, if you you were to say, what was the focus what is the main point of this passage? You know, I, I put it in green here. I highlighted it. This is the whole thing kind of condensed so we could look at it together. Paul says, you've been raised to new life with Christ. Your new life is hidden 
with Christ. Christ, who is your life, become like him. The peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. The message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. And do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. But the focus here is on Jesus. It's on Christ. And then Paul gives all of these words of action. He says things like, think about, put to death, have nothing to do with, don't be. Now is the time to get rid of, put on your new nature, be renewed, clothe yourself, make allowance, clothe yourself with love, teach and counsel. So Paul gives all these words, these actions that are directions, and really these are words of calibration that Paul is giving. And then right in the middle there, he says in, in <clears throat> verse 11, Christ is all that matters. So what are we calibrating today? So there's three areas that we're going to calibrate looking at this passage. So the first is our relationship with the Father. I'm not going to read through all of these, but you know, some that really stick out to me. Peter, or Paul says, put on a new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and be like him. He says, let the message of Christ in all of its richness fill your lives. So the first area that we'll, we'll look at calibration is our relationship with the Father, our heart. The second is our relationship with each other. He says, don't lie to each other. Clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. And then the last area that we'll calibrate is the choices that we make. These are all the words that we highlighted. Set your sights. Think about these things. Put to death these things. It's time to get rid of. It's time to put on the new nature. Right? So Paul is telling us three areas to calibrate. Our relationship with the Father, our relationship with each other, and the choices that we make. And we'll be talking much more in depth next week on what it is we're calibrating to, the standard. But, but simply put, the standard is Jesus. He says in verse 11, Christ is all that matters. And he gives us tools for calibration. So different ways that God will adjust us. The first is the word of God. And this is going to be by far the most common and and the strongest way. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. All scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so God will use his word as a tool for us. And then the second is listening to the Holy Spirit. Now, God does this in a lot of ways. These are two, I think, that are, are primary for us. John 14, 26, Jesus said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I've said to you. So just some examples from my life. Uh, at the marriage conference yesterday, one of the speakers in the video was talking about how we love our spouse and they said a good, a good tool for this, they actually said a good way to calibrate, which I was like, nice, um, is to look at 1 Corinthians 13, which if you've been to a wedding, you probably know is the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. And he said, take, your, take the word love out and then put your name and see if that is true, right? Josh is patient. Josh is kind. And you're kind of like, Josh isn't that patient. 
right? So it, for me, it was, it was like a, the Holy Spirit saying, hey, th- this is a good thing for you to listen to, right? I heard you know, hundreds of different comments from these videos. Th- this one really stood out to me. So that's the Holy Spirit, right? That's the Holy Spirit prompting me. But then we always check it with the Word of God, right? And the Word of God is looking at 1 Corinthians. Mark shares this word about receiving God's love and, and what that love is for us. And Mark didn't just come up and say, hey, this is what I think we should do. This is, this is what God is saying. God spoke to him through his word. Right? That is one of the primary tools of calibration that we'll have. And then lastly, this morning during prayer, um, we, every, every week uh, the, the prayer team puts on the armor of God, right? The, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the gospel of, of peace. And um, I, I thought when, it, when that prayer was prayed this morning, I was just reminded of a time when, you know, I, I know this, I know the, the armor of God, right? If you grew up in Christian school, you all know the armor of God. And um, I, for whatever reason, whenever I would think about that, it was like, yeah, God gives us his sword. God gives us his helmet of salvation. God gives us his righteousness. But it was the shield of faith. And I always felt like that was my responsibility to have that faith. And Percy, one, one, we were at a prayer, prayer meeting some, sometime a couple years ago, and he just felt led from the Lord to speak about the shield of faith and how it's not our faith, it's the Lord's faith. And that was, that was God speaking to me through someone else, but again, through this, the, the measure of the, the, the word of God. So what's God's heart for all of us in this? I have two, two passages to share. Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. And since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let your, the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and put on a new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Right? God's heart for us is to be like him, to be like, calibrated to him. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has come. This is a picture of where we were and where God wants us to be. He wants us to be calibrated to him. So three examples from, from the word. The first is David. So King David, we probably have heard of him before. He's the guy who killed Goliath, right? He wrote a lot of Psalms. Really great guy. The Bible says he's a man after God's own heart. But in 2 Samuel 11, David messes up. Right? David makes a huge mistake. We're not going to read the passage, but here's what happens. David is supposed to be going out to, to war, which is what the king is supposed to do, and he stays home, right? So that's lazy, you know, whatever. Um, but while he's at home, he sees this woman, she's bathing. He, he says, hey, go get her. Right? He sleeps with her. He says, I'm going to marry you. And then he finds out that she's actually married. So David orchestrates the, the uh, husband to be killed in battle, right? David sets it up so this happens. So David you know, commits adultery, he sleeps with this woman, he um, has a person killed, right? He lies about it, the prophet comes, and the prophet, right, says, hey, this is, you, you did this, this is wrong. The end of, of chapter 11, it says, but the thing David had done had displeased the Lord, right? So what happens? God convicts him, David repents. Psalms 51 is... David repenting of this, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Blot out the stain of my sin. So David's repenting of this, 
And, you know, he, he, has, he has some consequences of that. The child that they, they had dies. And David goes through this mourning process, but he comes out and receives God's forgiveness. Right? In that moment, David was really far off. Right? And there was sin. And God brought David back to him. Right? That's repentance, where God brought David to him. And, you know, I don't know where you're at with your walk with the Lord, if, if you have a walk or if it's been a long time or you feel really far away. Right? David did a lot of horrible things, and God calibrated him back to Jesus. God was able to do that. So wherever you're at, wherever you're at, and whatever you think you've done, right, God's heart is in repentance. He can bring us back to him. So calibration can be hard, uh, but, it, but it's good. It's good for us. Uh, Luke 10, 38 to 42. So I read this last week. If you were here, this, this really stood out to me. Uh, this is the story of Martha. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Right? Martha was so focused on doing, she was focused on getting these things accomplished. She was kind of off. Her direction was off a little bit. Right? It's easy for us to get caught up in needing to do, but sometimes what God calls us to do is just to be still. Right, to listen to him and focus on the simplicity of, of Jesus. Right, so sometimes calibration can be God redirecting us. Right, I, I was trying to find a good formula. I didn't have time to like, ask um, my brother-in-law, David, who's an engineer, to do the, the mathematical equation for me. But just a general sense, right, if you're off one degree, right, how much is a degree? I don't know. It's like from like here to here. It's not a big degree. If you're off a real little bit and you are traveling from DC and trying to go to Boston, right, you can end up, instead of going to Boston, you can end up at Worcester, right? They're not the same thing. They're pretty far, they're, you know, they're far apart, right? So when we are off even just a little bit, over time, that can have a big impact, right? So when God is calling us, when God is speaking to us, Sometimes it's to redirect us back onto him, even if it's just a little bit. Over a day, it's not that far. Over a week, it's not that far. But as you go further and further out, when you're, when you're not calibrated, it's off. So calibration can be God redirecting us. And then lastly, Peter. So Peter is a, a d- disciple. He's, he's the guy who stepped out of the boat, walked on water, almost sank. He denied Jesus, right? Jesus you know, brings him back to him afterwards. Peter is you know, a foundation, a pillar in the church. And Peter has been, at this point, just ministering to the Jews. And he's on this roof, he's waiting for lunch, he's hungry, and he has this vision of a sheet lowering down from heaven and has all kinds of animals, animals that any good Jew would not eat. And yet he hears God say, Peter, get up, kill, and eat. And Peter says, I'm not, I'm not touching that. And God says to him, do not call unclean what I call clean. And that happens three times. What God was doing was preparing Peter for an encounter with a non-Jew, with a Gentile. 
And he went to that Gentile's house, shared the gospel, and like everyone got saved. And it was this, this huge thing, right? Sometimes, sometimes when God calibrates us, it's to help correct something, to help us to receive truth, right? We believe a lot of things from when we were kids. We've heard things in, in sermons that were just offhand, and we, we, the enemy allows us to like believe lies that aren't true. And God is in the business of freedom. He wants us to experience freedom. So sometimes we think things that are wrong about him. Sometimes we believe things that are wrong about us. But sometimes when we're being calibrated, it is God helping us to receive truth from him. So calibration can be repentance. It can be redirection. Or it can be receiving truth. And God's heart for us is to be calibrated onto him. So sometimes the adjustments are huge, like David. Sometimes they're off a little bit, like Martha, right? Sometimes it's just to correct something that maybe we're, we're not necessarily believing right, like Peter. But God's heart for us is to be calibrated on to him. So what we're going to do next, church, is take some time. You all have a notebook. You all have a pencil, I hope. Um, and we have these because we are going to take just a few minutes to listen to the Lord. You know, Mark, Mark shared this, this word, and I believe that touched people. And he shared this word because he felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to him, right? And God wants to use that word to help calibrate us back to him. Maybe it's repentance. Maybe it's just to redirect us. Or maybe it's for us to receive truth. But God's heart for us is to calibrate to him. And so what we're going to do is take some time to just listen. John 10, 4, Jesus is speaking here. He says, he brought out his own and he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Church, if you are in Christ, you know his voice and it takes time and it takes practice, but you know his voice and God will help you get to that point. Matthew 7 says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. Whoever seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So today we're just going to ask. We're going to ask for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And so this is the question that I'm going to ask us to, to present to the Lord. God, I want to be calibrated to you in all areas of my life. Where do I need to be calibrated? So listen, I, I understand that this may feel different, trying to just listen, and, and that's okay. This is a safe place for us to do that. You have a notebook and a pencil for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think it's helpful to be able to write things down when we're listening to the Holy Spirit. It's in pencil because pencil is not a big deal. If you can erase it, like it's okay. So there's not pressure on the situation that it has to be right. It, it, it's okay where we're at. Now, here's what might happen as we start to listen. Some of us might close our eyes. We might say this prayer, and we just we start to hear something from God. That might come in the form of a Bible verse. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's a picture. Maybe it's a word or a phrase or a memory or a person. Whatever it is, if something like that comes up at any point during this time, just write it down. Just write it down. Nope. This week, if that's you, Go, go back to the Lord and ask him, what are you saying to me about this? Right? And then be prepared. When God tells us something, 
we need to do something about it, right? If God's telling us something, we need to do something. So if that's you, if this happens to you during this time, that's what we're going to do. The secondly, you might be distracted. This happens to me all the time. Close my eyes to pray and listen, and I'm, the list of things I need to do come up. Just write those down in the notebook too. That's okay. If it comes in your mind, write it down and just pray the prayer again. Maybe sin comes up and you're thinking, I could never do this. God wouldn't speak to me in this. Right? We know from David that God's heart is for us to come to him and we can repent of that. His word says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and cleanse us for all unrighteousness. And then the last thing, the last thing that might happen is you might feel or hear nothing. You might sit for five minutes and nothing happens. That happens to me. That happens to all of us. And that's okay. Right? Number one, God is worthy of your time. James 4 tells us if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. Right? God, God's word always accomplishes what it says. So if his word says, if we take a step to him, he draws near to us as well, church. And that's what will happen. And if you feel like you didn't hear anything or feel anything, that is not a failure, right? You can know that God heard you, that God saw you, and that he's pleased with you seeking him today. So this next slide, you can use for some direction as we wait and listen. This is gonna be three to five minutes. It's gonna be really short, church. Ask the Lord that question, and then we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit.
Father, we, we thank you, Lord, that you meet us and that when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We thank you that your heart is for us to be calibrated to you, that we have a standard, which is Jesus Christ, and that you've given us tools to do that. So we want to be sensitive to you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us this week with what you share with us today as we prayed and listened. Would you speak to us more clarity in that? We thank you, God, for meeting us in this place. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Church, this week, be sensitive to God calibrating us back to him in one of those areas. If you heard something from the Lord today, ask for clarity. Obedience is more than just hearing, it's doing. So we're going to ask God, what do you want me to do about this? And I would encourage you, bring your notebooks next week. Bring them back next week. And if you would like prayer for anything, anything at all, this, anything going on in your life, we have people up here who would love to pray with you. So please come and pray. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the snow. Be safe. See you next week.